Now here is the great, great secret of effectual prayer. Listen carefully. The prayer that gets to heaven starts in heaven. I believe God wants to shake this old country one more time with heaven-sent revival. That's what God wants to do. There also has to be the other side of the coin, our responsibility to share that life-changing message with those around us. There's something in the nature of God that wants His love to be shared with other people. Welcome to Not Another Baptist Podcast, a weekly podcast exploring the ins and outs of church revitalization with your hosts, Matt Hensley and Kyle Beerman. This podcast is sponsored in part by the Christian Standard Bible. We encourage you to check out the CSB after the show to learn about a translation that is both readable and accurate at csbible.com. Hey, hey, Kyle, what's going on? What is happening, man? I don't know. This is the first time we've been together yes. in forever. We are in the same room, mostly six feet apart. Close. You're you're up here in Mayhill working on a book. Yep. Your son's working yep. on a paper. Y'all yep. are having a little guy weekend time, yeah. a little getaway. Yeah. Probably going to watch it one or two. Definitely not. <laughs> well, uh, I hope you have some fun. Yeah. yeah so I'm, I'm working on a book. And, and let me tell you, I'm three chapters in, and I think it's already longer than replanting rural churches. Well, I figured just a decent <laughs> table of contents would be longer than that. <laughs> so what are you writing on? So I am revising my doctor of ministry project. That was boring so, the first time. So, <laughs> so I'm trying to make it less boring and, and more publishable. Oh. So rather than, you know, um, all statistics and, and uh, um, academic, Academic stuff. I'm, I'm trying to make it a little more. Was it palatable. really academic for Rockridge? It it was it was somewhat academic. There were lots of statistics, um, <laughs> lots of language. You know where I would normally say um, we shouldn't. You know you have to use the one would not or one would presume. Or, so yeah. well, the upside to that is it adds some space. Yes. So yes. Yeah. But uh, but yes, it's already longer. I'm sure than replanting rural churches. <laughs> Very close. We're, we're grateful for that. That was easy to do. Maybe your first. You know, your thank you page. I, I want to thank Michelle and, and my Noah and my daughter and, and all. That's probably already yeah, longer. That's it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how's the fam? Uh, we're doing well. You know, taking it a day at a time. and Because um, um, nothing's and, changed for y'all. Yeah, no, right? that's right. No, a homeschool family is still, still um, everything is somewhat normal. Yeah. Um, we are, I, I'm obviously home a lot more. Uh, I still go into the office. <laughs> yeah, <and>, okay. <laughs> I still go into the office a couple of times. A week to check the mail and voicemails and all that. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm spending a lot more time at home, so we're having a lot of family game nights, and uh, we just set up. Even though it's still a little bit cool for it, we just set up our swimming pool. Yeah. So we're getting ready to do that. Um, and uh, yeah, mostly I was just going stir crazy and needed some sort of a project. So hey, let's order a pool and we'll I'll, I'll prep the yard for it nice. and all that. Well, How about you? We're doing okay. We we are adjusting a bit yeah. because of course this is. Our new normal. Yes, I love that there you go. <laughs> New normal, new normal, new normal. We've got kids at home uh, all using Zoom at the same time. Uploading On your blazing documents. fast internet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you get to utilize some of that from the uh, mission home. I yep. think, what were you getting? Uh, Three down? One, and, uh, no, about 1.2 down and 
like 217 kilobytes up or something <laughs> like that. So welcome to my life. I, I will not be uploading anything, thankfully. Um, so yeah. We, uh, but before we dive into the content for today, we, we have a little bit of news from the Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. I was on a chat earlier uh, with some of their communications department, and uh, let's just say there's going to be some very cool things coming out uh, for alumni to keep them connected and plugged in and encouraged. Uh, and, and part of that conversation was, what, what do pastors need? right now from from southwestern money because money oh, yes yeah. uh, <laughs> we, we need money books uh, beyond that uh you know they they're putting out some stuff you know a, a uh, basically a virtual interim uh where if you need a sunday off or whatever you could have dr matt queen or, or dr adam greenway or other preachers that they have uh they've been preaching sermons like nonstop uh the last couple of weeks recording them and uh, churches can utilize that. And they also have their music department putting together some music sets and so forth that you can plug in with all the licenses and all of that kind of stuff taken care of. And uh, really trying to help churches of all size. And, and, you know, in our case, you know, we, we had a vacation planned and that was derailed by yeah. Uh, yeah. this new normal. Yep. Uh, yep. <laughs> yeah, you, had a, you had a Disney trip planned that, that yeah. fell apart yeah. we, we had a cruise planned that got canceled yeah so yeah and, and I, I certainly I, we're not the I only think one all of this taught me one thing i'm not ever going on a cruise <laughs> not ever gonna i was already kind of on the fence but yeah not happening <laughs> well let me tell you what's once the threat of a pandemic is over cruises really are fantastic vacation cheap because <laughs> so, and, and they're about to be super cheap i think um but matt all your food is included and there is food 24 hours a day. There is like a nonstop buffet. Yeah. Um, so I also I, have that here at this house. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. but someone else fixes it and cleans up. Be Same very careful. <laughs> <laughs> Be very careful. Where you? <laughs> Where'd she go? <laughs> but, uh, no, uh, that's awesome. But yeah, Southwestern is, is uh, a, a champion of pastors and missionaries and church planners of all say, uh, sizes and so forth. And they're really trying hard especially during this time, uh, to help and uh, be there for them. So stay tuned to all of that uh, because it will be coming out. If it's not already, by the time this comes out, it will be coming out fast and furious. And uh, so uh, if you are in need of a break, you know, just the, the weight of some of this is going on uh, as it continues, uh, do not hesitate to, to reach out and uh, pull one of those out. And, uh, and if that stuff is out by the time we finish this, we'll put it in the show notes, but obviously stay Stay tuned to NAB underscore podcast on Twitter or Not Another Baptist Podcast on Facebook, and we will have those there uh, as well. But during this time, I, I know that we're tired of talking about COVID-19. We're tired of talking about coronavirus, but that's kind of what and, we can and, talk and about and right yet, now. And it's not going away. So Yeah, it's not going it's, away, and, and so we're still kind of in that season. And, uh, and so I thought what we would talk about today is uh, actually going to come out today on uh, Facts and Trends for Lifeway Pastors by Aaron Wilson, uh, just a dear friend of mine, uh, loved working with this dude, has a true heart for pastors, and he has written an article about four things pastors don't have to do during COVID-19, and uh, because we're all, you know, by now, this is the normal. I mean, we've yeah. done this for a few weeks. We've gotten hopefully in some kind of a routine, you've learned that you need to probably still get up at your normal time, you know, get some things done, 
get some exercise done. There's so many articles out there on what you need to do, uh, how to preach to a camera, how to preach in an empty room, uh, how to drive online uh, worship, all, all of the different things that are out there, a bunch of how-tos. What about a how-not-to? What about some things that we don't need to do during this time? Uh, because we we are really trying to serve our churches well. And and I want to go all the way down uh, to one of his uh, his quotes in there about overperforming. Uh, we'll, we'll go back and, and look at some of the other ones, but overperforming, uh, because we're in a season where that's tempting. Uh, to kind of overcommit, overdo all of that, uh, because we want to justify our our paycheck. You know, we may not be able to go into the the office from eight to five Monday through Thursday. Kyle's never done that in his entire <laughs> life. Uh, you know, there's all of those kinds of things that are going on uh, that that maybe pastors are are feeling we have to overdo what we are trying to do online and all of this kind of stuff to justify that. Uh, but what Aaron says is we need to look for ways to equip the saints to do the work of ministry, not attempt to do all the ministry as one person or a small staff of people. In the case of us, we're a single staff uh, church, uh, and you keep looking that up. That's not on Facts and Trends yet. This is oh, okay. a draft. I, yeah, I, was trying, uh, I was trying to find it, so I was, I, I was trying to be prepared and have it up on my own device as well. <laughs> You'll just have to look on the computer. Uh, we might break some of the social distancing stuff right now. Uh, but that that's just a good reminder off the bat. Yeah. You don't have to do everything. Yeah. And uh, and then that really kind of drives the whole article uh, because the first thing that you don't have to do is recreate the essence of a physical yeah. gathering. Yeah. Uh, right now, the online worship or the online church services, there's some argument about if it's worship or, or is it really gathering. Forget all of that right now. But a lot of us may want to recreate the essence of a physical gathering. And uh, and so we've moved online. That's going to be our situation for the next couple of weeks, it seems like. And uh, and maybe we feel guilty about not being able to have the same kind of uh, corporate gathering that we do in the building as we're doing online. Uh, and, uh, and so you have a tripod set up of some kind of yeah. Uh, I remember the picture that you had the Baptist hymnals from 1991, baby, <laughs> yep, uh, right. standing that up uh, eye level with you, which is that took a lot of Baptist hymnals yes. uh, to accomplish yes. that. Uh, but, uh, you know, regardless of the production quality uh, that, that we have, they're still not going to ever right. replace a corporate worship gathering in the building. Yep. And uh, and so when when we're beating ourselves up, over the quality or, and we talked about this with Nolan on uh, Thursday in our knucklehead chat uh, about the the kind of temptation to go back and just make sure it's perfect. It's perfect. It's perfect. And, you know, could pastors have on their phones or on their computers, a bunch of outtakes right now because they're, they're trying and they want to put their best foot forward and you should put your best foot forward, but it doesn't have to be your perfect right. foot forward. And just, just like Sunday, it's not ever yeah. going to be, Perfect. There's going to be missed notes on the guitar, missed notes on the piano. You know, you're going to flub some words in your sermon. And uh, and so it's okay that when you have the chance to edit that we feel like, well, now we can we can make this perfect. Uh, that's not necessary. You don't have to recreate the essence of physical gathering. What do you think about that? Yeah, and, and I can see how certainly some, some pastors that will have some perfectionistic tendencies. Guilty. Right, like you... Um, like if you're pre-recording stuff, I can see how that would 
that could drive you nuts, right? Because if you're going back and, and you're, you're looking for every single um, mispronounced word or trying to eliminate every single misstep and trying to, trying to create this smooth production quality, that, that's not realistic, yeah. right? And that's not what, um, that, that's not, certainly for normative sized churches, that's not what we are able to produce on a weekly basis when we're gathered together. Yeah. Um, and, and quite honestly, I don't think our people are expecting like Hollywood type productions right now. And, and, and honestly, that's not what they need. What they need are their pastors faithfully proclaiming the word um, and, and doing so with whatever capacity they have. You know, for a lot of pastors, that's simply like setting a phone up on a tripod and, and talking directly to a phone, right? We, you don't need like four camera angles and, you know, like smooth transitions and, and smoky intros and all. You, you, you don't need that. I still like my idea, though, that where, where you could kind of have the virtual worship service and you could pick your vantage point, like here's the back row Baptist <laughs> or here's the front row or okay. whatever, um, like, or maybe even how, the pastor view. That be how many? You just yeah, just put like a, like a GoPro on <laughs> your. <on> your <laughs> <laughs> but but you're you're touching on the main thing there is it's it's not even necessary. You know, right right now is a great time to keep it simple. Yeah. Keep the gospel explicit. Yeah. Uh, where of of all the things that maybe we can normally dig into with our people when we can kind of have that kind of back. I, yeah. I know they're not talking back and forth, but you're able to sort of yeah. feed off the crowd a little bit. You don't have that right now. What you do have is a wider uh, platform in the right. sense that Facebook could theoretically be seen by anybody yeah. and anybody can tune in. And so you, you should make sure that from the very beginning of that sermon to the very end, that the gospel is crystal clear right. and how to respond <clears throat> is crystal clear clear and so it's not a matter of having the great lighting and and all of that kind of stuff you've got the word and we we bang that drum all the time that it's enough um preach it and trust god to use it despite maybe some of our verbal miscues that may come uh along the way and and and, and i would say don't don't shortchange yourself either right so i mean don't be worried about having an, an over polished service but the things that you need to focus on are um, audio above all else, right? Especially when it comes, if you're doing worship music, you need to make sure your worship leader is heard. And when you're preaching, you need to make sure that your voice is clear. Yeah. And and I would even say audio is more important than video, right? Thank goodness. Yes. Because I, <laughs> yeah, I, have to, I have to make it down as small well, as possible. Because so, you have yeah. a face built for radio. So, so this audio is... Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but also, I think a lot, if, if, if you're, you know, worrying about the equipment, honestly just a smartphone with, with most of the smartphones today, they have really good cameras yeah. on them. If you can figure out decent audio for that, yeah. that's all you need. Yeah. Right? Make it simple. Our, our setup is simple enough. I, uh, I have our Lord's supper table kind of moved out about five feet yeah. from, from where it normally is a stand set on top of it. Uh, because one of the things that you want to look at is, is having kind of an eye level, uh, yeah you know, camera, yep. because it's just the best, yeah, you don't, you don't best be, angle. You don't yeah. want to be looking like Jabba the Hutt, you know, yeah. the camera down. Yeah. Your... <laughs> and, uh, and so we have it there and, and I try to even things out and, and make what, whatever we can to make it look decent. And then that's still close enough for my voice to carry yeah. in that room. And it's clear. Uh, but that, that dives right into that wider platform, more people yeah. tuning in. Uh, another thing you don't have to do is overanalyze your preaching oh, steps. Yeah. And actually, if if you really want to have a bad day, at the end of Sunday, 
go into Facebook and uh, look at the video insights, <laughs> and you will see how quickly people tuned you out. <laughs> That's right, uh, because it's it's your your numbers are going to be front loaded on those three second yeah. views, and that's stuff that's counted the moment it just scrolls through somebody's page. If if they just hover for a second, they may not have heard a word that you said, but then they scroll off. That's another. It counts for yes. a view. It looks great, but then when you dive in and you're like, oh. Two people watched my sermon today. Yeah. I had a thousand views. That's encouraging. Yeah. And and but at the same time, you know, that's that's a normal Sunday, man. You got a yeah. hundred people there and yeah. you got two people listening. Yeah, and, and so I you're right, guys guys can go, I think, very easily one of two directions with this. Um, we can very easily get an inflated ego. Man, look, a thousand people saw this. Look yeah. at I mean, look, I'm I'm getting ready to be the next, you know, Billy Graham. Yeah. Um you're not. Um, Whatever. Or, or secondly, you know, you can look at those and um, Facebook will give you like an average, um, like total minutes watched and then um, break it down like by the like one minute views and, and all that. You, you can overanalyze that and really beat yourself up. Man, why is nobody paying attention to it? Well, most people aren't paying attention because they're seeing it as it's scrolling, as yeah. they're scrolling through Facebook. Just they like, just tune you out. Right. It's, I mean, I saw probably two dozen church services Sunday as I was scrolling through Facebook and I didn't watch them all. Yeah. What I did right. is I just kept hovering above and below your, <laughs> your <laughs> sermon, picking <laughs> up your views, yeah. but then to see yeah. your, your watch time go and, down. And look again, like, like our primary concern should not be how many people are seeing that, right? It's whether or not we're, first of all, are we faithfully proclaiming the word and are we making it accessible for the people in our church? Yeah. That that's the only thing really that I care about. You know, if somebody from from Chicago decides to to watch First Baptist Church's feed, great. Yeah. But but that's not my concern. My concern is the people in Alan Bordo. Yeah. Um and, and you know, we've been able to have a, a decent number of our people that are yeah. that are watching every Sunday. So And I, I think a good encouragement to to what to do instead of this. Turn on the video, turn on the iPhone, the camera, however you're doing it, press record, preach your sermon, stop it, upload it, and move on. Turn because off a watch party. If turn you're in a watch yeah, party. Yeah. Turn Remember to turn. <laughs> hey, I learned something. This here's a pro tip. What you can add videos to it. And so what I did this week is because I still wanted to to put that for our folks, because that's that helps yeah. kind of drive some of our our people in. And so I uh, I started it. But then I added a bunch of videos to it that were probably the amount of like two hours so that when I got done with our drive-in service, I wasn't worried about a PC USA church preaching yeah. God only knows what. It was it was a video of Cadence and I singing, you know, above all or yes. something like that on the piano. So cool. it, it worked out to to be an in-between since we don't have anybody with the capability, certainly with our Internet up there, to pull off an end watch party at the right time because there's like a very small window that you can end that uh but yes yeah, start it preach stop it upload it and move on because we have so many other things that we need yeah. to be focusing on uh because our, our people don't need a digital pastor right now they still need their shepherd that's calling them and checking on them and when you're spending a couple of days trying to get this just yeah. right you're wasting a whole lot of ministry time yeah. Uh, and, uh, and then that going back to being the shepherd of your people, you don't have to have all of your answers. Right. Uh, and I'm not, and I don't know how to say the word. I can't even say it. I certainly can't spell it, but an epidemiologist or whatever. Okay. Uh, I don't, I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. Yeah. Uh, you, you like to chart some of the, uh, the recoveries and all of that kind of yeah. stuff, but that's, that's still more playing with numbers. I mean, you don't know the ins and outs of what's coming and all of that kind of stuff. We don't know all of the answers. Yeah. And and I would say 
you know, there's been kind of a running joke of uh, so some people, several people have posted this on Facebook. You know, I never knew how many of my friends <laughs> were infectious disease yeah. experts. Um, We've talked before, one of the things we talk about in replanning is that as a pastor, you have to be what we call a resourceful generalist, right? You need to have some knowledge on a wide range of topics related to ministry. I don't think that applies when it comes to a pandemic. Um, You are not an infectious disease expert, nor are most of the pastors that I know economic experts, right? (laughs) I'm both of these things. you, you, You are... You are infectious, and in, in but I and look here's here's my fear. We I've seen a lot of pastors posting really strong opinions on any number of um, topics related to this pandemic, right? Whether that's oh we need to we need to reopen the economy ASAP. Um, you know, even some pastors who who have I think made fools of themselves by claiming this was nothing more than a conspiracy. And I would just say, be careful. You can buy. By trying to make yourself an expert, you can look you can, like an idiot. You can look like an idiot and blow up your ministry yeah. in a bad way, right? Yeah. This and, this kind of goes back to our sermons. It has to stick with the text, yeah. and it has to stick yeah. with the gospel. Yeah. We need to stick with what we we know. We can share. Hey, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to the day that our economy is roaring again, or yeah. whatever. We can look forward to the day you get to go to. Disney or, yep. or I get to go on vacation. We can look forward to all of that kind of stuff. But this is the time to shepherd our people that some are in work, some are out of work, some are essential, some are non-essential. And that's always a, that, yep. that's just a terrible way yep. to word it. It's like, you're not essential. Yeah. But, but so this is a way to, to shepherd your people in, in as, as Aaron shared, rather than trying to explain out the suffering, we need to give thanks to God that he is one that brings good things out of bad. And right. so God is the one that's going to redeem the pain of our people. And God is wiser than you and yeah. I'm both combined and then multiplied by affinity. And so we we don't need to explain out all of the, sum, uh, right. the suffering. We need to endeavor to lead our people to trust God even yeah. more. Uh, and uh, and so that's, that's what we should be doing 365 days a year. But right now we've got people that some, some are like, eh, it's it's happening. I can't really do anything about it. Great. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm retired. It's not affecting me a whole lot. Yeah. Or or people that are introverts. Now's the time to check on your introverted friends named Kyle Beerman. <laughs> uh, you know, we're, we're missing the, you know, the, the face-to-face time with yeah. folks and things like that. This is a time to shepherd your people wisely uh, with biblical counsel. So you don't have to have every answer, right. particularly about a pandemic or economics or all of that kind of stuff. This is a time to remind them that God is in some way, some form, going to bring out for our good and his glory something from, from right. this. And and we we've talked about you you posted about it. Easter probably had the the largest numbers of gospel presentations in history. Yeah. Maybe, just maybe, God is going to bring out of this a revival. Yeah. Maybe, just maybe, God is going to bring out of this. A, a stronger desire for for corporate worship because it's been taken away for a lot of people our age. This yeah. has been something that we'll do as long as we can't do blank, blank, and blank. If there's yeah. no baseball, well, maybe we'll go to church. Yeah. If if the weather weather's not good, well, we'll go to you know. Yeah. It's like it's something we we can do if we feel like it. Now now something that we get to do this, and and so we're going to make a point yeah. of it. So that's one of my prayers is that on the other side of this. There's a longing to be together, and that sticks around for a while. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, and then finally, to go back to what we kind of started with, we don't have to carry the church on your on That's our shoulders. Right. And, and hear, hear me again, Pastor, if you're listening in, you do not have to carry your church on your shoulders. You never did, and you certainly don't right now. It's not like Jesus stepped off of the throne and you have to step on the throne right now. <laughs> yeah, and, Jesus and didn't keep, go, look, yeah, I, I don't know what to you're do. You're on your own now. Yeah. That's yeah, not the way is... it works. And, uh, and so... So this is kind of the time that, that we feel like perhaps it's all on our shoulders to, to hold us together, and particularly churches our size that are just us, uh, that, that's tempting. And, and I have, yeah. have struggled with that a lot. Uh, but, uh, but then we remember what, what Jesus said to Peter, I will build my truck, my, my truck. <laughs> I looked out the window. <laughs> but uh, I will build my church. Uh, and, uh, and so... We, we know that if nothing is going to separate us from, from God's word, that includes a coronavirus, that, that the church remaining vital and vibrant and all of that kind of stuff. We need to be faithful during this time. This doesn't mean we take a vacation, but it's not on us yeah. to hold everything together. It's, it's Christ. And, uh, and so, uh, so I, I think you probably have a, another thought on that. Just looking at you. Yeah. And, so, I mean, it's, it's important to remember, right? We, we are going to see some churches close because of this. Um, you know, we, in the replant team, we talked about what we can be doing uh, kind of once things come back. And I think, <laughs> I think our job at the replant team is about to get really busy once, once everything comes back. Um, so there will be churches that close. But, but let us keep in mind that the church itself is not going to close. Yeah. And, and I think this is a really good time for us to just remind ourselves of a, of a larger theology of God's body as the church that extends well beyond my local church, right? And, and so in a couple of things, I mean, that, that means, first of all, I mean, my primary responsibility as a pastor, as a shepherd, is to, is to the, the flock that God has um, called me to. Right. Mm -hmm. So so my, my primary responsibility then is, as we've already said, not to produce content for whoever may come across my Facebook page. It's to shepherd the people that God's entrusted to me. Yeah. And that happens some of that through through online service or drive in or whatever. A lot of it happens through phone calls during the week. Right. Yeah. Just checking on people. But then also remember that this is not the first crisis that the church has faced in, in its 2000 year history. And it won't be the last. Yeah. And this will not shut the door on, on the church. And so let's, and, and hopefully that keeps us from panicking, right? Of, oh man, I gotta, I gotta make sure my church survives. And, and, I, and I hope it does. But, but even if your local church closes, that's not going to hinder the movement of the gospel. And I agree with you. I think what we're going to see is uh, maybe even a revival come out of this. If for no other reason than once things open up, man, folks may be so excited to get out of their house that, Hey, Sunday morning. Well, let's go we'll to church. Listen to let's, Kyle. Sure, let's go, to, let's go to church because we can get out of the house. We can be around other people again for the first time in you know three months. So suddenly, first Alamo doesn't seem so bad. Yeah, that's right. But uh, but our our final thing, we've given you some things to to not do during this time: over analyzing your things, trying to recreate the uh, the regular worship gathering, and, and so forth. Uh, I, I'm going to give everybody that's listening and a to do list. And it's only right. one thing today. Okay. And I want you to do this too. When you get back, you know, this will record or this will go live on, on Friday. So yeah. you'll eventually be back down. You've got a baptism on Sunday, on Saturday, Saturday which is yeah. great. Uh, but one, one thing, 
that we want every listener of this show to do, take a nap. Absolutely. Take yes. a nap. In the middle of the storm, Jesus is taking a nap. That's right. You can, you can take a nap too. And, uh, and so, you know, we... I will name it and claim that promise. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> we, we, we just need to hit the pause button and remember that Jesus is on the phone. And one of the best things the pastor can do at any given moment is just to pause and Sabbath as, uh, as, as Mark likes to talk about, to literally stop. We just need to stop. Take a nap, grab a book or, or whatever, and just stop and trust that Jesus is continuing to build his church and uh, the gates of hell are not going to prevail against it. And, uh, and so with that, that's all I've got. Kyle, you got anything else? No, absolutely. I agree with that. And a nap sounds pretty good right about now. Yeah. Well, I'm not taking a nap with you. No. I'm just saying no. at the time, no. you, you can't just take, <laughs> you know, that would be awkward. Thanks for tuning in. Hope everybody is well. Remember to trust Jesus uh, during this time. And, uh, and he's got you. And he's got his church. And, uh, and you can uh, trust him during this. So have a great day. God bless you. And, uh, well, nap on. Nap on. This podcast has been sponsored in part by the Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. There are a lot of great things happening on Seminary Hill, and so we encourage you to find out all about them at swibbits.edu after this short clip by Roy Fish. Again, that is swbts.edu. Have a great day, and God bless. People without Jesus are lost. And... They're not only lost, but they're in danger of being eternally lost. The fact that people are going to be in hell if they don't somehow come into saving faith.